0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here's
1: Paladin Financial Talk. Welcome to Paladin Financial Talk. I'm your host, Jeff Quick, here along with my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Excellent. Great to be here with you, Jeff. How have you been, buddy? You know, I've been good, actually. Really good. Just had the, got over, got through the holidays, survived them. Had a fantastic Thanksgiving, um, so everything's good. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, doing really good. I I had a good Thanksgiving, but you know what? I ate way too much. As no you way. as you. <laughs> are you surprised by that? (laughs) Why is everyone surprised by that? Uh, no one's actually surprised by that. Obviously. Uh, every year though, I say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to eat too much this year. And then they start bringing out the mashed potatoes and gravy and the fresh Turkey and the fresh baked dinner rolls. And then I'm like, I'm done.
1: What's your, what's your Achilles heel?
0: You know, if they're really well done with a little bit of the peels in there, I do love mashed potatoes and gravy and a little gravy on the meat or just mashed potatoes with butter and salt and pepper. I really like potatoes. Uh, I also love turkey, but you know what? I'm more of a next day leftover turkey sandwich with mayo
1: guy. That's actually my favorite part of Thanksgiving is the leftover turkey sandwich. I think I like exactly the same things. I love mashed potatoes and gravy or with the butter. Uh, my grandmother used to make the best mashed potatoes. Mine too. And I also love turkey. I don't even wait till the next day, usually second football game. Yeah. Dig it's... into that turkey, make a little sandwich. <laughs> Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I
0: usually eat too much, though, at the meal. It depends on whether I have pie or not. This year I had two different kinds of, I had a slice of pumpkin and a slice of apple. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm shaving uh, time off my life, they say, but it's, that's the end Correct. that I'm cutting. I'm cutting time off the end. Right. Yeah. Is that, Agreed. Still not good. No. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to exercise a lot to make up for that. So uh, that's where the New Year's resolution comes in. There you com- go. Coming up here for 2024. So uh, speaking of resolutions and getting on track, today I know you want to talk about uh, our whole theme this month has been taxes. Yes. Or uh, health I'm sorry. Yes. Taxes. taxes. I got taxes on the brain, because taxes affect everything. No, health care has been the topic this month. Last month was taxes.
1: Well, Tony, I think you are on top of things because <laughs> our topic today is relevant to both health care and taxes. Good. So you're smarter than you yeah, think you are.
0: I, I there's every taxes always come into every discussion we have, and it is part of today's show. But the theme of the month isn't taxes, it's healthcare. But taxes play a big part of what we're talking about today. And that is the high cost of healthcare. Correct. And what can be done about it, right, Jeff? Correct. All
1: right. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start off with really, I believe, the number one investment slash savings vehicle available in the marketplace today. Any guesses, Tony? Um, you
0: know what? Uh, I'm going to guess, uh, I talked to another gentleman who's in your line of work and he's been big on this uh, too. And that is an HSA.
1: You are so wise, Tony,
0: because of the tax implication. I knew it was HSA because, uh, and you'll explain to us much better than I could. Why is an HSA so advantageous? Yeah.
1: <clears> hundred percent. <throat> well, a couple of reasons. We've talked about this many times as well. Two biggest expenses you'll face during retirement. Number one, healthcare. Yep. Right? Number two will be taxes. Yep. This is a great vehicle that combats both of those. Oh, right? wow. So, HSA account, tax advantage savings account uh, that you can use to pay for qualified medical expenses. Uh, they're available typically to individuals through their employer. You can get them outside of that for those with a high deductible uh, health, health savings plan. Sure. So, the great thing about this, and I didn't make this up, but we'll say triple compounding. I think I've said it on, on your show before, on the show yep. before. So you get a tax deduction for any HSA contribution on the front end, and then you get your tax-deferred growth, and then as long as it's used for a qualified health expense, tax-free withdrawals. Wow. Yeah. So great uh, great. Vehicle. So really, it's like a win-win-win. And, and win, I believe
0: win. it's the only type of account that's like that where you get uh, you uh, put in you get a tax benefit when you put the money in yep. you don't have to pay taxes on the money then correct and then it grows tax free yep.
1: and it comes out tax free correct it's usually one or the other right you can have the tax benefit on the front yeah. end or the back end this gives you both it gives you both 100% yeah,
0: yeah. and it's on the principal and the growth and uh, HSA is great. Now, people say, but it's just for health care. Um, but anybody who's been through retirement or long term care, right? Uh, they know just health care. Why would I need an account with those benefits if it's just for my health care costs? I'll have Medicare. Yeah. But, well, Medicare has deductibles, right? It has deductibles. It has, it has, um, Uh, Premiums, Premiums, right? Just like other insurance. And it doesn't cover everything. It doesn't cover long-term care, vision, or dental, or hearing. Correct. Correct. Right. I mean, unless you have a really good Advantage plan. But those also have premiums and deductibles, typically. All which can be paid from your HSA account. So your HSA. And if you have... Kids, it's another great thing. Obviously, you're going to have lots of medical expenses, whether you're in retirement or not. But people are saying, but an HSA is only when I have that high deductible plan through my work. How, how does it help me in retirement?
1: Well, yeah, you, again, you're going to have a lot of health care expenses. 80%, I believe, of all health care costs occur in the last handful of years of life. So you are going to utilize the funds uh, at some point. So there's a lot of different uses for it. And like I said, it's just, a, it's just a great tool with that tax yeah. deduction on the front end and then tax-free withdrawals and the growth. You can invest it just like uh, any other investment vehicle. They have mutual fund options, so you can get some growth in there as well. It is a little more challenging when you're younger and you do have a family. Uh, reason being is you have health care expenses occurring on a regular basis. Yes. So it yeah. gets a little tougher to build it up during that time. Yes, But once the kids come off the plan... Now you can start to really yeah. pack some money away in there, and, and you will utilize it later on in life.
0: Yeah, the HSA for a younger family or uh, when you have children, um, uh, until they're off your policy, uh, I I looked at it and ran the numbers, you know, and I've wanted an HSA plan, but the problem had been is we had so many medical expenses during the year, more would come out of our pocket, because it's still money out of your pocket that you put into an HSA. Yes. Um, So you're still putting, that's still your money. You're getting tax benefit, but it's still your money, and uh, the deductibles are so high, right? So if you have anything major, uh, that's a lot of of out-of-pocket, plus you still have to pay premiums. Now, they're usually much lower uh, on those types of plans to get the HSA but the deductible is so high. Um, but once your kids are off your plan, or you get close to that, then the HSA really starts to make sense. But what I wanted to point out is that uh, you can use an HSA to save money to use for retirement, because an HSA, unlike a flex account or an FSA, it doesn't run out, right? Or they don't. you don't have to use it before a certain time. It just keeps growing and growing, and you can keep putting uh, amounts in
1: each year, isn't that right? Yeah, correct, 100. percent So it is portable. You can take it to a new employer. You can take it with you if you leave. It's not money like a flexible savings account that we'll touch on a little bit here towards the towards the end of the show. That has to be spent by year end. So there's definitely some advantages to it. Contribution limits are a little bit higher uh, for 2023: 3850 for an individual and 7750 for family coverage. And of course you do get catch-up contributions but unlike a an IRA catch-up contributions start at 55 and not 50 which will allow you to put in an additional $1,000. Ah, okay. So uh, there are limits
0: to what you can put in, but there are ways to contribute and so you have to follow the rules, but if you do that, an HSA is very beneficial then yes. because it goes in tax-free and comes out tax-free. <laughs> it's the only account that does that,
1: right? Correct, correct. The other thing, you, you made a good point. You should take a look at your family dynamics, right? Children, age of children, estimated you know, health care expenses you may incur and make a decision there. Some employers will put money into your HSA uh, regardless of the uh, of the account sometimes as you can get a match from them sure. uh, $1000 so take a look at that and then evaluate it on an annual basis and see yeah. if that high deductible plan uh makes sense for for you and your family or or not yeah i think that makes perfect sense and
0: uh so obviously like you say there are contribution uh, limits uh who's
1: eligible to to have an hsa or contribute to one uh sure exactly so to contribute to an hsa you do have to be enrolled in an HSA-eligible health plan. Uh, so for most people, there can be deductibles uh, that are a little bit higher. It has to be at least $1,500 deductible for an individual. For family coverage, it has to be at least 3000 So <clears throat> it's out-of-pocket maximum, doesn't exceed $7,500 for self and fifteen dollars for family. So you do want to watch those, those plans. And again, if you know you have something coming up, Maybe uh, for me, I've got a bad knee right now. I think I need to get uh, checked out. My wife tried to get Uh-oh. me to get it done before year end. I don't think it's going to happen. But if you have things like that, you know, are on the horizon, maybe make a change your health plan for a year. Um, you know, to to accommodate some of that stuff.
0: Yeah, my wife and I have done that. When you know, oh, I'm ha- I need to have this surgery next year. We should during open enrollment this year. We'll switch to that plan for next year. That'll help. Um, but you do want to look at it. I, I mean, everybody's big on HSAs and I know you are. Uh, I just want to say that at least from our point, I really looked hard at this for a long time over the years. And if you have, we had three kids and we were going to the doctor's office a lot with the high deductible plans that my company offered and that most places offer, um, until you meet that high deductible, you pay 100% of office visits. There's no copay for a lot of the plans. And so that would all come out of pocket. And they're like, well, that comes from the money you put into the HSA, but we're paying a premium and we're putting money into the HSA. So we're using our own money instead of some of the insurance money all along. Uh, But the payoff can be there. Uh, You know, If you're young and don't go to the doctor a lot and don't have a family, Or if you're older, uh, then it really makes sense, right? Yeah,
1: correct. Thank you for pointing out the the younger uh, individuals just entering the workforce. Great opportunity to start putting some money away for when you do have that family. Yes. That will be there for you. So great point. And of course, Paladin, we do specialize in working with the pre-retiree, retiree crowd. So we don't deal as often with the families, yep. um, but you're right. It's just something you want to look at, evaluate, yeah. and make a smart decision based on your own personal situation. Yeah.
0: I mean, if there's any way to make an HSA work, it's probably recommended, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I, I I would agree. So uh, we've talked a little bit about eligibility. Uh, I think that's important. Uh, what else do you have for us regarding HSAs?
1: Yeah, you know, a couple of things you do, and check with your HR department as well through your employer. Yeah. But there there is timing issues with December thirty first. How long you've been an employee? Uh, that other things that can come into play. So that's the big part. Uh, work with your human resources department read through that plan, look through all the options, and just make uh, the best decision that you possibly can. Um, Other thing to note is just the contribution deadline. It's a lot like an IRA. You can make 2023 HSA contributions up to the tax filing deadline, uh, typically April 15th. You can continue to make contributions for the prior year. Or so,
0: oh, really? For tax purposes, if I have an HSA and I'm contributing it to it, it helps on my adjusted gross income to keep that lower because that I don't, I'm not paying taxes on that money and it's coming out of my paycheck. So, uh, you're saying it's not December 31st? I can keep making contributions that will help me on my 2023 taxes up until April correct. Wow. That's
1: really good. I did not know that. Yep. So if you haven't maxed out those contributions by the end of the year, maybe you get a bonus, uh, a year-end bonus, and you're looking for something uh, smart to do with that bonus, you could maybe make some additional contributions to that HSA for the prior prior tax year.
0: And that's always smart. (laughs) That's always a great idea. Yeah. um, uh, That's really good. And this, especially, it depends on a person's situation, but um, if, if you're making good money and you don't mind a high deductible plan, get that HSA and start contributing to it because you can use it at any time. I mean, you could use it now, you can use it, uh, you know, if you're 65, you could use it now, or you can wait till you're 70 or, you know, uh, you build it up though while you're working, if you can, uh, yes. that's a great idea.
1: Yes. And it's not all, you know, sunshine and roses either. You do want to be careful with these plans. Like anything else, there can be penalties. If you exceed the contribution limit... Oh, yeah, you don't want to do that. Nope, 6% excise tax. Um, There's also situations with ineligible expenses. If you take the money out for other purposes, there could be a penalty. So there are things to look out for, but if used properly, it can be a huge advantage to you and really enhance your retirement and stretch those dollars much further.
0: Well, let's talk... Before we go, I wanted to ask you, Jeff, or let's talk a little bit about... Uh, you mentioned uh, you have to watch it because it has to be used for eligible expenses if you pull that money out and use it from an HSA. Um, That is actually, it has to be used for healthcare purposes, right? And, uh, but I know they've expanded what you can use it for, uh, right? And so uh, you can use it for even some regular over-the-counter medicines and and things you find in a pharmacy. Yes. So, They've gotten more lenient, and there's a list of things online. I know if our listeners want to see what you can use it for, anything really healthcare related, if you have any doctor's bill or anything like that.
1: Right? Anything like that. Typically, anytime you go to, if you're purchasing something from a pharmacy, oftentimes you can use it for that. I know we have a credit card. Yes. For lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, that goes along with our plan. So if I go and pick up a prescription for the kids or yep, any of my we family members. Same use the card. Uh, So it's really, really simple to use.
0: Yeah. Hey, you just have to be careful that you don't use it on things that are non-healthcare related. But I know that whatever your insurance company is, they usually will provide a list. You can look it up online. Yes. uh, If you want to know, like, you know, can I buy... and, And it's pretty lenient. I mean, Motrin... Q-tips, correct things like that uh, that would surprise you. uh, Actually, you can use your HSA for if you want
1: to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I think
0: that's really good, Um, and people need to know that. But uh, again, it gets complicated. As you can tell, there's limits. There's a lot of rules. Anytime the IRS is involved with anything. Uh, Any account, like an IRA, and HSA, there are so many rules. And that's where you come in,
1: right, Jeff? Yeah, we can absolutely help with that in conjunction with your tax professional to make sure things are being used and applied uh, properly, 100%. 100%. Um, You know, the other thing, Tony, we mentioned earlier was the FSA, HSA, FSA. Yep, uh, the
0: flexible spending account.
1: Correct. These are great as well. A couple of differences between the FSA and the HSA The main one being FSAs must be utilized before the end of the year, right? It's a a use it or lose it type of situation. So you do want to be careful. You don't put too much money into the FSA, uh, so you're not able to use it. I know you can use that. It's pretty flexible as well. I've used it to purchase uh, reading glasses, uh, prescription sunglasses. You can usually come up with something. Any vision, dental,
0: anything related to your glasses, your hearing, your... Your uh, vision, uh, dental, uh, any of those types of expenses—it really is
1: amazing what you can use it for. Yep, and again, tax advantage. Now that's on the front end; you get the deduction on the front end, um, so they're they're good for that. I know I, we used to use ours all the time when our children were in daycare. You can use the FSA to pay for your daycare
0: expenses. Yes, yeah, that's what we use the flex spending plan for. Um, my wife and I, when our kids were in preschool and daycare, we used it for that and you can get that. Um, and then we've used it just recently for other healthcare needs and pharmacy, uh, like to pay our, whatever the deductible is. After insurance, we pay for our meds that way. Yep. We pay for anything we owe. Co-pays, you can use it for. Correct. It's good for all that stuff, but there's disadvantages to the FSA. It's not quite as good as the HSA, is yeah.
1: It? Yeah. Contribution limits are, are a little bit lower, uh, but the biggest thing is that portability. It is a use it or lose it, so make sure you spend that money by so that, end.
0: At the end of each calendar year, uh, if whatever, if you have money in there you haven't spent, you lose it. Correct. Yeah, uh, so you have to p- figure ahead. How much are we going to need this year? How much did we spend last year? Yeah. My wife and I look at that. We've gotten better about that. Because of that, we sure. know
1: yeah we, we're usually pretty close, too. But again, huge savings. I mean, for most people that are out there in the, in the workforce, you're looking at probably you know 20%-ish tax savings yep. on the federal level plus the state level, I mean, you're saving 30%, 40% right off the top by putting that money into that FSA account. Yeah. If it's money
0: you're going to use anyway, you know, for those things, you better be putting it into an FSA or an HSA because otherwise you're paying tax on that money unnecessarily. Yes. And,
1: And look at the rising costs of not only healthcare, but everyday expenses. If you have one child in daycare, I guarantee you, you have no problem spending the amount you can put into your. Oh, savings yeah, <laughs> we,
0: yeah, we max. If you have kids in daycare, you just max it. Whatever the maximum you can put in, yep. you put that in. Yes. and you'll always use all of it, and you'll wish they let you put in more. Correct. Yeah, yeah. uh, the, yeah, sending your kids to a good daycare or preschool is uh, gotten crazy the cost it's like it's like college basically yes. you're paying for college yeah. for, for for your infant 100%. and toddlers yeah i remember those days and it's i know it's only gotten worse so that's oh, yeah. why yeah a lot of people when they have a child they're like well one of us could just stay home with the child instead because it's our salary that year. I mean, some people find themselves in that situation, uh, which is, sounds insane,
1: but it happens. It it does. It does something to consider.
0: Yeah. But healthcare is expensive. Education for your doctors are expensive or preschool or daycare. So yeah, that's great with the FSAs. They work great for that. Um, And you can max them out. So any parent that has, is paying those Big prices for daycare should look at an FSA.
1: A hundred percent. And it's something uh, you should be discussing with your financial advisor. Oh, yeah. If you're not talking about it with your current advisor, you may want to uh, look at making some potential changes or inquiring about somebody that does incorporate this into your overall financial plan. When you're talking about 20 and 30 and 40 and 50% savings on the income tax side of this, it can make a huge difference and it should be part of your overall retirement plan.
0: Yeah, don't go it alone. There's no reason to because you can make costly mistakes when you can really save so much money and not make expensive mistakes by working with a financial professional and I'm not going to name names Jeff Quick but I know a guy. I I know a couple myself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I bet you do. I, I mean it it is it's a it's a huge part. You should be going over your your employer benefits with your financial advisor which obviously includes the health care decisions. Yes. Uh, they can assist you in making those decisions as well and really maximizing every last dollar. Yep.
0: Well, that sounds great. Well, this has been a great discussion. Is there anything else you want to add
1: before we go today? You know, nothing other than, you know, I may have to spend next Thanksgiving with uh, you and your family and your mashed potatoes (laughs) and gravy.
0: (laughs) It was good. I'm sure you had your own that was very good this year, right? We did. We
1: did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I love the holiday season. We're going to have a lot more to talk about in that area over the next few weeks. But great show, so important. HSAs and FSAs, you need to understand them and you need to be utilizing those benefits. Yes, absolutely. All right. What's that phone number and website address? One more time, Jeff, for our listeners, if they want to ask you questions or set up
1: that complimentary consultation. Yeah, 100%. You can find us on the internet at www.paladinfinancial.com, or you can also reach us by telephone at 800. Actually, I'm not give you the 800 number, 651-842- 8406. Yep. That number
0: again, 651-842-8406. Thanks, Jeff. Great show today. Really enjoyed it. Hope to see you back again soon. And listeners, viewers, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. That does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota-registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies.
1: All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our quality. Qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the federal Medicare program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.